Um, Homer Simpson is a brilliant man with lots of well-thought-out practical ideas. He is ensuring the financial security of this company for years to come. Oh, yes, and his personal hygiene is above reproach. Engineer number one. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Oh my goodness. Engineer wasn't named. No, he was not. I'm, uh, I assume I'm, he's number one, though. Yeah, I mean, he was the one who was making fun of everybody. Yeah. So. Sp- specifically Homer. Yeah. Um, we are... At uh, we are we are doing two bad neighbors. That's right. And um, my name is Greg. <laughs> my name is Alan. And we are recording from the Cinepal Studios. Yeah, um, our new studio, or, or as I like to call it, um, Boathouse Studios. Boathouse Studios. That's right. There's yeah. a boat in this room. Yep, there is a boat. It's a bed boat. Yeah, I'm not sitting on the bed boat though. No, that would be silly. That yeah, that'd be childish. <laughs> We're not children We're not here. Children here, Alan. We're adults, yeah. full-grown men. We're talking into mics, talking into real. This, this is actually a huge deal for us <laughs> because um, our listeners probably don't know this, but well, they probably do. We know all of our listeners, and they, anyway, <laughs> they know how we do. That's things. neither here nor there. But like, um, this is kind of a big deal for me. Like, um, we're using both these condenser mics that I that, that I have access to. Um, one of them belongs to Catherine, my roommate. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. So, uh, and one of them, uh, Allie and I purchased for just this kind of thing right now. Right. Um, Allie's going to do some uh, voiceover demos, and I'm going to probably do some uh, radio stuff. And uh, from what I understand, this is radio, so making good use this of it is, already. This is radio. We're we're on the radio. No, modern radio. Oh. We're on iTunes. Oh, great. Yeah, which in some ways is better. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Two Bad Neighbors is our name. And The Simpsons is our game. <laughs> that's, our, that's our slogan. We're going to be talking about three episodes for you today. We are making our way quite quickly, actually, through uh, season two. Um, the episodes we're going to be talking for you are Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Bart's Dog Gets an F. And old money. Uh, but before we do that, we need to dive right into some corrections and omissions because right. I think we have a few of them. We do, we do. Corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. Uh, first of all, thank you to uh, our friends at Woohoo Classic Simpsons Trivia. Did they send us for one? For sending us a correction and omission. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I'm interested. I'm very Ezra interested. specifically was the one who emailed us. Uh-huh. Um, and first of all, uh, his uh, omission is in rela- relation to we were trying to think up what uh, Mr. Burns's anachronistic quote was regarding his uh, vehicle, if you recall. Oh yes. And so, uh, thankfully, uh, Ezra posted the the full quote for us, which I will now share with you. Please do. You there? Fill it up with petroleum distillate and revulcanize my tires post haste. <laughs> So that's a great, that's a great, uh, Mr. Burns. Vulcanize my tires. You know it. (laughs) And petroleum distillate. I assume it has something to do with Star Trek. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, what was the, uh... And, uh, there was also just a comment about how, uh, 
<laughs> if you recall, we had a kind of fake podcast called Two Bad Etymologists. Oh, of course I remember. That was one of our best ones. That's right. <laughs> um, and he uh, he wanted us to know there actually is a etymology podcast. Uh, it's titled The Illusionist, uh, spelled A-L-L-U, like allusion. Not oh, illusion. okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, with Helen Zaltzman. And he says he recommends it. So if anyone's big into etymology, there, there you go. There's a little plug for them. I, ha- I would have no. It's the, it's the bad neighbor's bump. That's right. <laughs> I, but I would have had no idea that that was. Well, there's, there's a podcast on everything. It's true. It's yeah. crazy. It's welcome to the modern world. There's right? this is not the only podcast on The Simpsons. No, no. There's at least one other. There is, but this is the only comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium on everything Simpsons seasons 1 through 10. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so... so... take that, other podcasts. <laughs> There's that. Um, and finally, a little... Uh, I don't know if it's a correction or an omission per se, but... Uh, it's the, uh, something the co- that we caught ourselves in, I guess. Well, no, this is another one. Oh, it's another one. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, this is just... Uh, a closed parenthesis was dropped from the title of the song Satisfaction parentheses i can't get no um so basically i was i was i think it was me and i said you know the song by the rolling stone satisfaction parentheses i can't get no and i didn't do a close parentheses so the rest of the episode was still in that parentheses. it was it was an entire parentheses. huge parentheses because technically I didn't close this it. is still in it's, the parentheses so why don't right close now close parentheses close parentheses there, there. okay we're out of the parentheses and now we can move on nailed it <laughs> So thanks, Ezra, for uh, sending those in. We appreciate it. And uh, as always, uh, send us more. Um, We have a couple that we uh, discovered ourselves. Correct. Um, First of all, uh, we had some discussion last week about uh, McBain's partner. And what his name was. Yeah, and uh, my thought was Scoey. And then I remembered, well, no, his band leader is named Scoey in McBain Let's Get Silly. Yeah. Um, Turns out they're both named Scully. (laughs) Or, sorry, Scoey. No, um, no, 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 no. That's not McBain. Let's get silly. Mc, that's his. Oh, that's uh, that, up, up late with up, up, late, up late with McBain. Right, let's right, get right. silly is the one where it's just, where he's just standing in front of a and it cost eighty million dollars. <laughs> that's right. How do you sleep at night? A <laughs> big bed with lots of women. Yeah, anyway. some, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a correction for next time. Um, but yeah, so Scoey is the name of his partner. Yeah, uh, spelt S K O W I E. Okay. Um, and Scoey is also his band leader. It also is his band leader. Okay. It's, except it's spelled S C O E Y. Oh. I think it's I think that's the correct uh, order. I never would have I never would have I never would have thought that. Yeah. That never would have made any sense. Uh, it's I just mean. our if you heard that, that was just our engineer in the sound <laughs> booth They're just letting us know that we're sounding great. Sounding excellent. Thank you. Thank you, uh, engineer Natalie. Yep. Um and uh, something that I wanted to point out as well is uh, we didn't really comment on the fact that McBain is clearly a parody of McLean, a.k.a. John McLean. Mm-hmm. That's where they can derive the name from. And uh, our uh, special guest last week, Ife, mm-hmm. uh, who is also our jazz correspondent, or our funk correspondent, sorry. Yeah. Um, in the field. In the field. He talked about the song The Hustle being anachronistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did verify it. He is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I doubted him, but I was just like, oh, I, that's an interesting thing to know. No, it's definitely, and, it's uh, definitely very cool. The artist, uh, I, I believe he just said McCoy, but yeah, the said, artist is actually yeah. Van McCoy. Yeah. So, 
uh, I we, thought that's we, what he meant. We forgive this uh, this minor lapse in Ife's funk knowledge uh, because he oh, was. Uh, that's not the. That wasn't the thrust of his comment. I don't think it was the. Wasn't the point. Anyway, um, is that everything? Uh, last thing, Llewellyn Sinclair. Llewellyn Sinclair. Is the name of John Livitz. Yes. Uh, actor yes. or director in uh, and A Streetcar Named March. Sinclair is the leader of Ayn Rand's School, school for, for Tots. School for Tots, yes. Yeah. His sister. Yeah. Um, also voiced by John Lovitz. Yes. <laughs> Brilliantly. Yes. So that's it for uh, corrections and omissions this time around, unless you got any more. Oh, uh, no, any? no. The, no, that was the big one was the Sinclair, was Llewellyn Sinclair and Scoey. And Scoey, got it. Yeah. Great. So that uh, closes out corrections and omissions. Now, Greg, I... Cr- Try again. Now, Greg, I quickly want to move on to... Uh, Another segment I like to call Simpsons Newsreel 2015. Oh my, we've had a couple of these. Yes, well, uh, I feel a pretty big one just happened. Perhaps really? you've heard. No, I haven't. This Alex is... Rocco passed away. Really? Yeah. Uh, notably have... from The Simpsons, of course, as uh, Roger Myers Jr. And The Godfather. He's also, yes, he's also an actor well-known for The Godfather. But uh, yeah, he just passed away a few days ago. I had no idea. Sorry to break it to you this way. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. I mean, like it's that that's a shame. It is. Uh, you know, his uh, his role in The Simpsons was uh, minor, but still pretty strong. Like mm-hmm. it was felt. Um, he's got a very very uh, iconic voice. Very uh, for Roger Myers Jr. And yeah. uh, we just talked about him briefly on uh, Itching and Scratching and Marge. Uh, we did that episode a few uh, episodes back. Yep. And uh, I think, if I remember correctly, does he only have two appearances total? Or three. 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 Yeah. Because he definitely comes back for the uh, Chester Lampwick episode. Yep. Right? And I can't remember about the, the what the other one is, but... Uh, I'm, that, I'm pretty sure it's Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie. That, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the, he, the character himself appears sometimes as well, voiced by Hank Azaria. Yeah. But, and uh, he can do a pretty spot on. He does pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's a, it's one of those things that's going to start happening. I know, right? <laughs> People, yeah. uh, you know, we grew up with are going to start dying. I mean, Oh, my God. Um, I don't know. Like, I, can I add to the Simpsons news? Of course. That's uh, what it's I, I, I caught my first glimpse of a Simpsons actor in a live action movie. Your first glimpse? No, no, no like the first glimpse uh, in, in a new live action movie oh, okay. coming out. Of course, like all you have to do to see like the whole cast is watch Godzilla 98. Um, watch what? Godzilla oh, 98. Godzilla, that's right. <laughs> and you'll see the in, entire... There's a Castellaneta 98 for a second. I was like, uh, is there a movie about Dan Castellaneta? It's Dan Castellaneta. He's okay. in the new Fantastic Four movie. What? Yeah, he plays, he plays young Reed Richards' uh, teacher. Oh, Like weird. social studies teacher. Wait, that movie's out? No, I just saw a Comic Con trailer of it. Oh, a trailer. Oh, okay, so yeah. I thought you like saw the movie, and I saw a glimpse, and I was like, "Is that Dad Castellaneta?" It totally is. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's like, actually uh, he's he surprisingly turns up in a lot of '90s uh, sitcoms. Really? Yeah, he was in Friends. Um, he's uh, as we've talked about before. He was on uh, Parks and Rec. It's not a '90s sitcom, but it's an excellent sitcom. Next. So there's no way it happened in the '90s. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I remember he was in an episode was, of like, uh, Was he in Seinfeld? Uh, not to my recollection. And I would say that would be like the only good sitcom yeah. from the nineties. Um, what was the one? There, I think there's a. I think he was in Yes, Dear. Did you ever watch that one? 
Holy crap. Really? He was in that? <laughs> yeah, he was like the neighbor. So like he had a recurring role in that in that Wow, sitcom. that show. And I remember bad. yeah, that show's really bad, but I remember watching it after school and seeing him pop up and recognizing the voice. This was before I knew what he looked like. Yeah, yeah. And I recognized the voice and I'm like like is that there's no way that's Homer. And then sure enough it was, and I'm like, Wow, okay. It's a weird look. I didn't expect that look from him. No, he wouldn't. I don't know why. You know? It's that thing with voice actors, you don't really know what to expect with what they actually look like until you it's see one them. of the best parts it's true for me um so yeah that's the simpsons newsreel that's right 15 stay tuned for next time i don't know thank you yeah close it out um <laughs> so that about does it for a pre-episode chatter would you say i would yes so shall we dive into the first episode Oh, brother, where art thou with chalkboard I'm gags? Right, I'm right here. You're not my brother. Well, we're kind of like we're nope. like friends. So it's nope. Like, I thought it was like a nope. friend thing. Not were... a thing. All right, well. Not going for it. <laughs> this is an improv. I don't have to say yes <laughs> and. Well, it's never going to be improv of, with that attitude. Speaking of improv oh, and oh shows and stuff, don't you have uh, some shows coming up? Yeah, I do, Greg. Um, but I don't feel this is the time to plug them. It's a perfect time because I just made a segue into it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's segue into yours. Well, I mean, like, we'll uh, we'll get to that. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So, and it's not a good segue. You're um, you're no, but you're doing a. I like. I want to just quickly plug the Fringe shows. All right. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to be performing in a Calgary and Edmonton Fringe show. Um, it's called Helmet's Big Day, written by our uh, sometimes co-host James Wade. Mm-hmm. And uh, directed by owner of one of these microphones, Catherine Smith. Um, Isn't she a gem? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if you're in the Calgary or Edmonton area, uh, love it if you came and checked it out. It's a really funny show about uh, two soldiers guarding a wall, but they forget which side is the enemy side and which side is their side. So then there's uh, some confusion and hijinks, I would say. Is that the right word for it? I think it is. All right, fantastic. The perfect word for it. And uh, yeah, so it's a comedy. It's a it's a quick little two hander. When is the Calgary Fringe? Is it like August first to the eighth? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. July. It's definitely the first week of August. Uh-huh. I can't remember if it starts on August first or July thirty first. But okay. uh, it's around there. Okay. Um, and then the Edmonton Fringe is the second week of August, so the thirteenth to the twenty third. Second. Twenty third. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, I know because I'm actually going to be in Edmonton the whole time. Oh, really? Why, yeah. Greg? Uh, because I'm going to be doing a French show. Well, as well, what a coincidence! Tell yeah. us about it. Yeah, it's a it's an improv show at the uh, billiard club at uh, at Edmonton Fridge. Great. Yeah. Um, so both the bad neighbors are going to be there, <laughs> and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a long fringe. Yes, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe so we'll, maybe we'll do a special. <laughs> on location podcast that, that actually would be hilarious that would be excellent i think we should absolutely do that i'll bring my phone yeah well <laughs> two bad neighbors live in edmonton <laughs> meanwhile we post like it just after five we get of our back. friends yeah yeah <laughs> live in front of a studio audience oh that would be funny yeah just oh we should do that as a fringe show that would... <laughs> just... all right just call up the fringe we'll just do let them know another show's coming just do two bad neighbors maybe we live. can do it next year who knows uh, yeah. So if you're in Edmonton and want to be on the show, let us know. We could probably get you a guest star. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both going to be there. That's right. <laughs> uh, so 
let's uh let's, All right, talk let's about... dive in let's talk about oh brother where art thou yeah uh not to be confused with the coen brothers film of the same name or the poem you know believe it or not i've uh i never saw it the coen brothers film yeah you're lying to me uh, i'm not i've seen like half an hour of it what does it matter with you i don't know man you love the coen brothers i do I it's really one of their do. best movies is it yeah huh. absolutely i wouldn't uh yeah that uh i don't even know who you are anymore <laughs> But it, uh, it's true. Wow. Yeah. I should go. I mean, if you feel like you have to. I, I think I gotta quit. All right. Sorry. So the chalkboard gag is, I will not sell land in Florida. I'm thinking this is a reference to Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, it came out in the early 90s, um, and so did this episode, of course. So... But what about the couch gag, I know you're wondering, dear listener. Um, the family, except for Maggie, sits on the couch. Then Maggie sticks her head out of Marge's hair. This is a couch gag that we've seen before. What is this episode about? Good question, Greg. This episode, essentially... Oh, God, I can't stand it. <laughs> no one back. wants to listen to you jerk off... <laughs> Into the microphone all episode, all right? I mean... You need some banter to, to, to stop you from just waxing poetic all day, every day. Well, yeah. So that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So this episode, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by my co-host's violent outburst, <laughs> um, centers around, well, Abe Simpson has himself a mild heart attack and... He realizes that he's not going to live forever, so he decides to inform Homer that he does, in fact, have a half-brother. What? Yes, a half-brother that uh, was the product of a random carnival hookup that I think... Random carnival hooker? Yeah, she was a hooker. You mean? Yeah, she would have sex for money. Yeah. In Abe's own words. It's a joke. Yeah. In the episode, it's really funny. Yeah, it is. Go on. Uh, and so the rest of the episode centers around Homer finding his brother, meeting his brother, and progressing to ruin his brother's life. Yes. As is Homer's way. As is his want. Yeah. Uh, his brother's name is Herbert Powell, and he is voiced by... Frank Reynolds. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Frank Reynolds. Known by his stage name, Danny DeVito. Yep. <laughs> it's a great stage name. I don't even know where he would have got that from. I don't know, yeah. Um, yeah, Frank Reynolds, you may know from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, or Depraved Batman. Human Being. Well, no, that's uh, Frank Reynolds' uh, stage persona, Danny DeVito. Oh, that's the character he plays. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't watch Always Sunny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the reference. Uh, it's a great show. All watch I it. watch is this. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they're actually just as a minor segue. There is a, <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily a theory, but it's just something that I heard before that <laughs> his character in It's Always Sunny is not a character. It's just who Danny DeVito is, and <laughs> his persona outside of It's Always Sunny, aka Danny DeVito, is all a performance. Because it just makes so much sense that, I know you haven't seen the show, so you don't know what I'm talking about, but in the show he's this depraved lunatic 
who carries a gun with him everywhere and is the most disgusting human being. And it just makes it makes so much sense that that's who Danny DeVito is. Like I can't picture Danny DeVito as anyone but Frank Reynolds. It's just it's so perfect. Although he hears a lovely uh, family man. So it's a great uh, late in his career role. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, if I if I remember correctly, the story goes uh, he asked or he was approached by uh, Rob McElhenney and. Glenn Howerton, the creators of yeah. It's Always Sunny. and yeah, Fat uh, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was, like, sold right away. He's like, yes, this sounds great. And then since then, he's been, like, an uh, irreplaceable part of the gang. It's a great show. You should watch it. I wouldn't know. I, I know. I'm telling you to. Because I, uh, I don't watch it. So. All right. Uh, so this is probably the first kind of really big name guest star i'd say for like a substantial role he had albert brooks yeah he's not a big name he though, wasn't a, not not necessarily a huge name but like uh people know who he is yeah. who are like into his movies but anyone who's not like not seen an albert brooks movie like anyone i feel like at this time for the most part is like danny devito is a celebrity whereas um no you're absolutely right yeah yeah, and like um, you got John Lovitz and Phil Hartman; those are SNL yeah. guys at this point, sketch comedy right? guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> people who you know don't feel the need to change their names mm-hmm. on the credits. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, Albert Brooks changed it to A Brooks, right? Which is whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, but they're not complete pseudonyms like Michael Jackson and Dustin Hoffman. Correct. Which I'm very excited for. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, I think Mr. you're. Hoffman I think you're right, next. and uh, he does a really great job. He does. I think he he's a great fit for this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's actually a <clears throat> excuse me a quote from Nancy Cartwright that uh, she talks about in her book, um, My Life as a Ten Year Old Boy. Correct. Great book, by the way. You should, uh, if you haven't re- read it, uh, read it or. Um, get the audiobook because it is read by Nancy Cartwright herself. Oh, nice! Um, and it's it's kind of fun. It's very enlightening. It's a it's a fun book to yeah. read, uh, and it was also based on her, uh, like it was the basis for her one woman show. Oh, okay, she turned it into a like a off Broadway. I yeah. Think. Um. So yeah, when I was but yeah, she she gave a very uh, positive uh, impression of her memories working with him on this episode. Um, Nato- uh, he actually didn't have a lot of time to record it so they had to like kind of streamline the process Mm -hmm. normally with recording they'll do a table read and then they'll try to do recording as much as they can all with the cast together Mm -hmm. Um, but in this case they had to basically do all of DeVito's stuff uh, independently or first Um, so but she uh, she said this was obviously written with Danny in mind as I have no doubt that he actually has the aforementioned amenities in real life he has earned his right to stand tall, and it wouldn't have shocked me to see him spew attitude all over us if he wanted to. But he's a hard worker, and he concentrated on the job. As the episode came to its climax, we discovered that all the material things in the world don't mean as much to Herb as being with family. Somehow I just get the feeling that this part was tailor-made with Danny, the family man, in mind. So, kind of a... It's a nice sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I really like his performance here. Uh... He comes back for one other episode. Yep. In uh, season three. Yep. 
um, which is also great. And, uh, and never seen again. <laughs> he's never seen again, but he is hurt again. That's right. On an answering machine. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'm broke again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you recall what episode that is? Uh, not at all. It's like late though, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but I think it's a shame that he never shows up again. I agree. Um, it's one of those things that, uh, due to, you know, probably being unable to get DeVito again, or at least maybe not having a good story idea for the character. Yeah. The character's mostly pushed to the sidelines and never mentioned again as well. Yeah. Um, save for a few choice moments. But, whatever. That's, uh, that's TV for you, right? Yeah, let's talk about, um, his... Uh, immediate decision to put Homer in charge. <laughs> yeah, is well, there is there like when upon watching this, what, what I guess more more to the point, did this episode was this episode good in your eyes? Was this was this was this a good episode to you? Was, uh, like, can it stand tall with the best of this season that we've seen? Uh, short answer: Yes. With an if. Nope, that's just the short answer. It's yes. Long answer. Long no answer with a but. <laughs> Long answer is yes. I think it is, but <laughs> um, no. I, yeah, I do. I do think it's a good episode. It's uh, it's an iconic one for me. Um, one that I consider a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's, I think the reason it doesn't fall into the golden age, though, it's I feel it's probably the closest one this season to fall into the golden age. Okay. Uh, for myself so not far not the closest for me gotcha um i think the reason it doesn't quite make it there is it's not too heavy on jokes mm-hmm. so i think the story structure is there and it's really well plotted and there's a lot of interesting things but there was some good jokes for sure mm-hmm. but there wasn't it wasn't like a constant the thing about the 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 best episodes is there's almost always something funny happening in every scene. Mm -hmm. There's no superfluous scenes. Mm -hmm. In the Silver Age, there's a lot of superfluous scenes. Um, And this episode, I think, shows that a lot. Uh, I really do like that, uh, basically the plot, how he, you know, like you said, throws Homer in charge right away, is based on uh, emotions, not practicality. You know, he suddenly found a family. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, in this short time we get to know this character, we see very quickly that that's really all he wanted in his life. He never had a family. He was adopted. Um, and then, you know, he became this big, big wig conglomerate, which TV and movies will tell you uh, ruin your chance at family. Um, <laughs> Do they ever? Citizen Kane. Um, yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Greg so, Wilson. Gre- <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't want to get in that conversation again. Um, you're not famous. Um, Why not? <laughs> and you have a family. <laughs> but yeah, so I I really like the that it's it it fits with the character that they have a very short time of developing to throw Homer into this, and it fits with Homer's character to completely botch it. Um, oh yeah, but also that he at first is just like. I guess the question over, is basically. like is is there any was there any any tension that was there any question that he wouldn't No, of course not. Yeah. No. It's it's less about like will Homer f- fuck this up and more about how, how he fuck fucks this up. up. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> um 
which uh, I think it's pretty well telegraphed that it's just going to be a shitty car. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Herb's too busy, like not even checking in every like to see the specs. He yeah. doesn't even see the car until it's unveiled for the investors, and it's like that was just a dumb move, dude. Sorry. Yeah, a problem I have with it is that is that Herb is super indignant about it. Yeah. At the end, even though like, it's mostly it's like, his it's, fault, this is almost entirely your fault. Yeah. If you like, if if you put a dog in a room with a T-bone steak, it's gonna eat it. it why? Because it's in its nature. Uh-huh. If you give Homer millions of dollars to spend on a car that his is his vision he's gonna yeah. fuck it up because yeah. it's his nature yeah. to do he's that he's not a car right? designer he's and an no he's not and uh herb even recognizes that yeah he is the architect of his own demise and so that's why when uh he comes back and brother can i spare two dimes uh completely blaming homer for it um i always found that a little hollow mm-hmm. because it's not actually homer's fault yeah, I mean, yes, but I, I don't I don't know if I'd agree that I find it hollow. Um, I, I, think... I uh, maybe hollow is the is the wrong word. I maybe I, it's I find it I, I find him less sympathetic. Oh yes, the fact that he rages at Homer yes. and uh, he, keeps he, that grudge. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who doesn't take any responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I In agree. this case, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the ending is a sour one. Oh yeah, in this episode, um, and I guess that's why they even made the sequel, as it were, mm-hmm. um, was because pe- people, listeners, not listeners, watchers, viewers, 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 um, no watchers. Uh, <laughs> I'm a watcher of that show. Are you? Um, <laughs> so they, you know, wrote in or uh, collect called or however that people communicated before the internet. And uh, I don't know, man. Said that they uh, they thought it was like too sad, and they didn't like that this new character, which is essentially family, one is of this the family true? members. Yeah, is actually true. Yeah. Oh wow. They they complained that it was too sad, so they're like, well, we should probably bring him back and like make it a happy ending. So, does he? Can you imagine if his if he had never returned in the series? Yeah, that would be. It would just be this little blip early in this in, in the run that like this. Uh, blood yeah. of Homer's who looks just like him is somewhere out there just cursing his name and penniless and under a bridge tickling people with feathers or whatever they do um, tickling each other with feathers rather yeah <laughs> not random people but that would eats be... money when we got feathers <laughs> um, yeah so I am super glad they bring him back in uh, season 3 which we'll get to mm-hmm. um, what was your what was your favorite joke? Um, I love the joke where uh, Homer's looking for his brother and he's talking to the Hibbert, Hibbert's twin brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you know, where does my brother live? And he's like, <laughs> I can't release that information. But uh, he could be anywhere, even Detroit. <laughs> I was like, I know he could be anywhere. That's why I need you to help me. It's a classic. Oh, I love it. It's so funny. Cause then he, you classic know, Homer. It's also classic Hibbert. Like, I feel like uh, that's not Hibbert, but yeah. like, that's a joke that I think happens often with Hibbert. There's uh what's the one where he's like, um, we're going to perform open heart surgery. And he's like, dumb it down for me. It's like, we're going to pop you open and tinker with your ticker. <laughs> Can you dumb it down a shade? Um, <laughs> but but in this one, I just love when he's like, 
He's like, if you ask me, the city of brotherly love is Detroit. So, if you ask me, people who change the subject, it's just me. Like, Read between the lines, Simpson. Oh, All right, man. here. Here's $20. Now will you tell me? Detroit. He's in Detroit. Thank you. It's uh, I just the whole setup and uh, end with him just like simply saying it is great. I yeah, it. it's a classic Homer bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, How about you? Uh, probably the grand reveal of the Homer. Uh-huh. It's just so sad <laughs> and hilarious. The the guttural throat noise Danny DeVito makes when he oh! sees it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> it's the exact noise someone would make in that yeah. situation. Um, what was it? Um, what's the What's the Simpsons dri- like crazy driving game? Um, hit and run. Simpsons hit and run. You can or road rage. There's two. Oh, I think you can have the Homer in either one. Probably. Yeah, and road rage is like crazy taxi. Yeah. And, okay, uh, then hit and run is more like a GTA clone. Hit and run is the one I'm thinking okay. of. Yeah, and you can get the Homer. I nice. think you can also get Professor Frank's flying bike. <laughs> well, I should hope so. <laughs> you had your chance. Um, <laughs> there's someone also made uh, Homer in real life. I found out. I'm so happy. <laughs> if you look it up, you can find it. Uh, maybe I'll post it uh, with the episode. You should. I don't know how to do that. Just make it the thumbnail. No, I want I want an episode still to be the thumbnail. Ugh, fine. I wanted to keep some consistency. No, it's Greg. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, just post it on Facebook. Okay, I will. There you go. Introducing the Homer. Oh, and it plays La Cucaracha, <laughs> and they should all play La Cucaracha <laughs> for no reason. He doesn't have any reason. Oh for God, it's just it's the the, the they telegraph the ending to you, <laughs> like. Well, and they have that uh, ten minutes we, to go. We mentioned this when we were watching it, but they have that uh, brief scene where they have a schematic drawn up yeah and it actually looks like a pretty decent car it is the car that he wanted yeah and Homer's like no 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 (laughs) and like makes his own crude drawing of it yeah and it's just it's what what what's great about the episode is that at first he's like very sullen about it you know he's like you know trying to help and then they're just like oh we'll we'll take care of it don't worry and then uh you know they have that scene where he's like you know oh they they want uh what is it grand peanut steering or whatever and herb's like he didn't ask for grand p- piston steering or rack and pinion rack, right <laughs> rack and pinion steering did just you just call it ruck and peanut <laughs> <laughs> um and so herb gives him a pep talk where he's like you know the reason i chose you is because you don't think like them that you think like the average american and he like really amps him up and you know it works homer's like taking charge mm-hmm. but it works too much yep because then he's like he's got this ego trip where he's just like no eggheads, uh, you know he fires one guy, uh, <laughs> probably doesn't take, but yeah. <laughs> you don't have the authority to fire me. Yeah. Um, Pardon me. <laughs> so, but yeah, and that's what obviously uh, leads to his downfall because it could have worked out. I think is what they try to yeah close. Is it that was he, that close. If he, yeah, if he yeah. didn't have that egg-headed or sorry bull-headedness yeah then uh it probably would have been a decent car and but that's the thing that's his nature after. right yeah. once again it goes back to it's very homer it is yeah the homer is everything that homer is uh, uh we got a we got some firsts in this episode 
Do we ever, yeah. The first appearance of Herbert Powell. There you go. For yeah, one. Absolutely. But also the first appearance of Mona Simpson. Unnamed. Unnamed and just a brief wedding shot. Uh, no, a... she's um she's she she tells she speaks. Oh right, and she right. She tells Abe that you should Don't, never yeah. I want my Don't son tell. to grow up respecting his father. Don't ever You must never know about this that carnival incident. <laughs> oh uh forget I said anything. <laughs> Like the idea that he's telling the story, and then as it happens, he's like, "Oh right, she told me not to tell you." Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, that's I think that's it for first this time around. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would uh, that would do it. Great. So we also got some culture vultures. Yes. <laughs> um. First of all, as briefly mentioned, the title is obviously a. Not a take on the Coen Brothers film, but as the this poem. Pr- predates it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the poem, uh, it's from, or sorry, a fictional book, or Brother Where Art Thou, from the 1941 film Sullivan's Travels. Oh. Sullivan's Travels? Sullivan's Travels, not Gulliver, Gulliver's Travels. Weird. Never seen it. Mm. Sounds made up. Um, <laughs> and uh, the idea of the Homer... Is, yeah, I like uh, this one. is taken from the real-life failure of the Edsel, which is uh, named after Henry Ford's son, Edsel. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a similar idea where it was like very controversially styled. Um, it was supposed to be like a, uh, you know, a new take, like a new thing, and it was hyped up, and then it ended up being like no one liked it. It was like, don't break it if it ain't, or sorry, don't fix it if it ain't broken yeah. kind of thing. And so it flopped. Uh, it's considered one of the biggest uh, commercial flops for a uh, car in history. Um, and uh, they reference uh, Persephone. Greek god of fertility. Greek goddess of fertility. Yeah. Um, people don't want cars named after hungry old Greek broads. <laughs> Names like Mustang and Cheetah. Obviously, vicious, ferocious animals. Yeah, the reference to the real Ford Mustang and the Lamborghini um, Cheetah. Yeah, and the sorry the the Edsel is also uh, referencing the Tucker. The, the the Homer is also referencing the Tucker torpedo. Tucker torpedo, which I'm looking at uh, on it on the on the internet right now, and it looks like a kind of like an El Camino. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why yeah. that possibly could have failed, I don't I know. I don't know. Well, there was uh, apparently like some stock fraud accusations as well. So Okay. That, all right. <laughs> there's, all right. There's maybe more to the story than just being... Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, uh, that's about it for this episode, I'd say. What's our next one? Next one is Bart's dog gets an F. Not... Pause right there. So our next episode we will be talking about is Bart's dog gets an F. Correct. Not Bart's dog gets F'd, which uh, some people confuse it with sometimes. God, I hate that you were holding on to that. <laughs> that was just, uh, just crass. Came, it just came to me. Come You're on. being unnecessarily crass today. I, I like to. <laughs> okay. The thing that brings me um, Alan... God damn it. <laughs> I found this episode Coach board gags. to be um, interesting in that I was in the bathroom for the couch board gags. So <laughs> what happened? <laughs>
Yeah, you really t- uh, started the episode and then took off, didn't you? I had to pee. All right. Um, so the uh, chalkboard gag is I will not sell school property. So That's a... I like to picture that he set up his own little uh, school auction. and uh, Instead started... of a lemonade stand. Yeah, and started selling off, uh, you know, Skinner's nameplate or uh, uh, Blotter's um Chalkboards, maybe. I don't know. What did schools have back in the they didn't they didn't have laptops, that's for sure. Pointers? Pointers. <laughs> Still points, doesn't it? <laughs> Stop that. Um So and the couch gag is once again one we've seen before. Uh they all sit on the couch and uh the pets join them. That's it. Okay. <laughs> what I was actually gonna say was um I found this episode to be, um, and interestingly enough, I found this episode to be quite unfocused. Yeah. Um, because there's just like there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's like at the very core of it, it's a, it, it is it is about whether or not they keep the dog, right? Yeah. Uh, Santa's little helper has been acting up. He's um, just the worst. He chewing everything. Chews everything. He escapes from captivity several times and swims in the Winfield's pool. Um, which is very funny. Um, I like that part a lot. Uh Um, so Bart, uh, gets his dog to go to uh, obedience. Yeah. Obedience school. But that's like, that's, that's like the a plot, but it, and it keeps, it takes a long time for that one to get going. I found. Yeah, well, they have all these kind of side plots that are supposed to lead into yeah. him ruining everything. Yeah. Uh, first, Homer and his assassins, which is, uh, I don't yeah, mean like I, he, had, I, he had little assassins following him. I mean, uh, a shoe called the assassins. I found that really out of character for Homer. Mm. Since really? when has he ever cared about shoes? Well, he does. He just cares about like lavish lifestyles, especially they're, if Flanders has them. They're running things. shoes, though. Yeah, but Flanders has them. He wants everything Flanders has. Okay. I found it completely in character. I didn't. All right. <laughs> he's like, he's the epitome of American consum- consumerism. And this is a play on the Nike Air Jordans, which was like supposed to be a, a big thing based on name brand alone. And so that was the whole uh, gag with this is that, you know, Homer as the American consumer needs these shoes all right you can convince me <laughs> right good you're right <laughs> how does it feel it's it always feels great whenever i change your mind because i'm good at it good so <laughs> and then meanwhile you have lisa with the sick with the mumps uh marge shows her the quilt the family quilt once again that's all to lead up to uh santa's little helper destroying it mm-hmm. uh homer gets a giant cookie which is just well, they already destroyed the shoes. What else can Homer have? That, um, <laughs> but I think it's also uh, in place to kind of demonstrate the uh, dichotomy between uh, a priceless quilt that's passed down through generations and, and just a, a big cookie and a one dollar cookie. Yeah, <laughs> he's just for some reason doesn't eat when he buys it. Yeah, he and... saves it and puts a note on it. Yeah, who does that? That's so weird. Who? Yeah, I can get it. I can understand if he bought a bunch of them. Yeah. Like, like a, you'll eat one and like then save the rest for later. But if you just buy one cookie, you're going to eat that cookie. No one buys one cookie to save. It wasn't even that big of a cookie. <laughs> Reminds me of the the Halloween episode where he wants the donut as big as the lard lab sign. And uh, 
the colossal donut, and then it turns out it's not that big, but he wants it that big. Oh yeah, mm. that's that's what I thought of with this because it's the the sign has a giant cookie, and the cookie's not as big as that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically the episode all leads up to the idea of Sam's little helper just being just the last straw, where they're like, all right, we need to get rid of this dog. Mm-hmm. And Bart, of course, as always, is on the side of keeping Santa's little helper because uh, a recurring theme throughout the series, whenever it focuses on Santa's little helper, at least, is that Bart is the only one who loves Santa's little helper, um, but he loves him unconditionally. Lisa has a really great stand-up for the dog moment. She does in this episode, but it's 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 less about her bond with Santa's little helper and more about. Uh, her own kind of worries about the moral quandaries of destroying a family pet just because it's, it's disposable. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, she cut to grandpa. She <laughs> hello. She she says that um, in that episode, uh, like if it becomes a chore, we just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Is that what we do in this yeah. family? And then it cuts to what episode is that? That's the one. Is, is it that two thousand and one Greyhounds? I or? think it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's crazy in that the first bit of that episode because yeah. he's horny. Yeah, you see, <laughs> he just wanted sex. <laughs> he misses casual sex. <laughs> um, yeah, but but it is uh, whenever because like there's so many times in the series uh, where Santa's little helper is in the background and unloved by the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's only in episodes where he's at the forefront. Uh, this one, Dog of Death. Um, the two two dozen one greyhounds. Um, there's probably some other ones I can't think of right now, but but the, that's the idea where it's like, <clears throat> no, Bart truly. Lo- oh, uh, the canine mutiny, the laddie one. That's mm-hmm. another one. Bart truly does love this dog, even though he's kind of a shitty dog. Yeah. Um, and so we he see is that really kind of a shitty. Yeah. Dog. So we see that shine through with this episode because he really does start to put the effort in to try and train the dog well it is like the reason why bart loves him so much is because he bart sees himself yeah in this dog right yeah exactly. um and like he says it at the very end of this episode he's like it's not your fault you're dumb yeah right um and i believe he said that about himself and bart gets an f yeah i think it's a very clear ignore catherine it's our sound engineer, Catherine. No, jingling keys. Um, how we sounding in there, Catherine? She gave us the thumbs up. Fantastic. Um, yeah, we got two sound engineers. Uh, we got Natalie, Natalie and, and Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. He does. It, it, it is, I think, a direct comparison to, I mean, not only with the title of the episode, but with the idea of, you know, this dog uh, or Bart is having trouble only, in school. Only Bart's dog actually passes. Yeah, in the most weird Deus yeah. Ex Machina way. Yeah, um, that like we don't want to animate. Probably my least favorite part of the episode, to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember as a kid thinking it was really sweet. Like, oh, he like he finally understood because Bart played with him. <laughs> I watched this time. I'm like, no, nah, that's just, not they how an it ending. works. Yeah, they just they needed was... a way to for him to pass. They, they realized like, it was at well, 20 he just minutes. Passes, yeah. How about? yeah, all right. Um, which uh, which brings me to uh, something that's very interesting about this episode. It's uh, kind of like a double crossover uh, with Tracy oh, yeah. Allman doing two voices. Two voices? She's Mrs. Winfield in this episode. Oh, is she? And she's, of course, Winthrop. Miss Winthrop. Yeah. The, uh, the obedient school teacher. 
Yeah. Emily Winthrop modeled after Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a fun thing because obviously The Simpsons started on the Tracy Ullman show. And then she got canceled. <laughs> Which freed her up. <laughs> Tracy Ullman is available. <laughs> um, so they put her on the show. Uh, I guess Groening wanted her to guest, vo- voice guests throughout the, the run on Tracy Ullman show, but Naturally. she was just too busy with the rest of the show, I guess. Or maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe she didn't like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that she got that they got her on to this because like she was well, supposed like you to said she's available. <laughs> well, no. Cause like she was supposed to get like a lot of money from the Simpsons. Uh-huh. Right. Um, she didn't. Well, it's Fox. <laughs> They're evil. Oh. Right. They were holding, like she was supposed to have points on the Simpsons. Yeah. And they were holding her points Hostage. for reasons. Right. Cause like the, like, I guess the, the common phrase in, um, in Hollywood, or at least as Fox is concerned, is um, sure you got points. Try and get them. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Wow. <laughs> points for those of you who don't know um, means uh, percentage, percentage points that as in like a percent of profit. A percent of profit, oh. like either on the um, like like on the back end, like after the show starts to make a profit, you start to get like a percentage of that profit from now until the end of time. So Tracy was supposed to have that, and so was the late, great Sam Simon. Neither of them got it? Sam got it. Oh, <laughs> well, good for him. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Luckiest Tracy. man in showbiz. Yeah. Um, I think we've already said that. <laughs> so, yeah. We donated a lot of it, too. I oh, think she eventually good. got a bunch of it, but it wasn't as much as she was supposed to get. Uh, yeah, well. yeah, because no one actually saw The Simpsons some of us don't have any points or any profit from any TV shows. Tracy, and, so. Yeah, and we do this anyway. Yeah, so some of us aren't even making money for doing for putting hours of work into this thing. That's right. Get over it. Yeah, <laughs> move on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, another great voice actor makes his first appearance in this episode, and that's Mr. Frank Welker. Of course, um, as Santos L. Helper. L. Helper. Uh, Satan's little helper. He, yeah, he's, uh, this is the first time they bring him on, but he is the go-to guy in voice, the voiceover biz for animal sounds. Um, if you watch Also any... horror. He is the voice of horror in the page master. Oh, great. <laughs> that famous movie. It's a great um, movie. It's fine. <laughs> it's excellent. All right, well, it's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe we should do it on the Cinebells. It's not that good. Uh, I knew it! <laughs> Caught ya. It's a childhood movie that's good. Yeah, okay. Right, it's um, good when you're that age. Doesn't hold up. All right. Um, but he, yeah, he's the go-to guy. Any any movie, any cartoon you see that has, like, animal noises, be it dog, cat, bird, elephant, seal, elephant, seal. Um, dolphin. <laughs> dolphin. Uh, pretty much anything he can do. He's fantastic. Um, and this some... is the kind of voice actor you don't ever think about. No, exactly. Where it's like, um, uh, for the longest time, it, it, I would just assume that they just got sounds from animals. Sure. Just uh, went out and recorded a dog all day. Yeah, then... foley the dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it's like, no, that would take forever Yeah. for 
to get them to make that sound. Those exact noises we need. Yeah, when Let's you just need get them. a man who can mimic a dog. Yeah, yeah. that we sounds order great. Order him around. Yeah, because a man oh. can understand direction. <laughs> yeah, um, a man can take notes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Frank Welker is one of my favorite voice actors. Uh, he is amazing at what he does. He's also like. You'd be surprised at some of the roles he has. Uh, there's some obvious ones like Abu and Raja in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's things like uh, Megatron, Soundwave, and 90% of the Decepticons from uh, the original Transformers <laughs> cartoon. That's right. Uh, as well as uh, both the animal and the speaking voice of Nibbler from Futurama. Um, that's that's his that's speaking Frank voice? That's speaking voice. That's uh, phenomenal. Yes, I love that they did that because they gave Nibbler... Uh, dog sounds essentially and yeah. it was Frank Welker and then when they had him speak they're like well let's have Frank do it and he <laughs> gets this like amazing like bravado baritone yeah. voice and it's it's fantastic yeah um, but yeah they, they'll continue to use Welker throughout the series on The Simpsons for uh, until I think it was 2006 2002 2002 oh even earlier than I thought um, and any uh, idea why he left I'm not sure no idea. Maybe they just, I mean, they, they didn't use him every time Sounds Little Helper made a noise, but yeah. any focus on Sounds yeah. Little Helper, they bring him in. I know um, they used Dan Castellaneta for Sounds Little Helper, like, in the non-focused episodes. Right, yeah. Yeah, Quite a he, bit. I mean, he can do a, a decent, like, burr, and like, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, he does that with Homer all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Homer's really just like a big dog. Um, yeah. In many ways. Yeah. So... But yeah, so it's great to hear Welker do his thing. Um, apparently, he can do a dog and a cat fighting with like without like he without doing the separate tracks. So what? he can just do a dog and a cat fighting just live. Like if you just ask him to do it on the street, uh, he could do it. I mean, don't do that because it's probably annoying. But <laughs> if you ever see Frank Welker on the street, which for the record, I have no idea what Frank Welker looks like, and I'm happy to keep it that way. Um. <laughs> Then he is a symbol and not a man. <laughs> like Batman. Um, but yeah, so what did you think of this episode, Greg? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I know you said you thought it was kind of unfocused. Um, I, I, thought it was I think un- I know what you mean. I think it is focused, but it's just uh, it's just meandering in how it gets to the focus. I think they yeah. had a purpose for everything. Yeah, everything had a purpose, but it, none of it felt tight. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair way to put it. Um, I I I enjoy the episode, but I don't like it. If that makes sense. No, I, I don't think it's a well-made episode. Yeah, but I still enjoy it for certain uh, bits. Sure, and sure. I like I like the uh, Santa's little helper view. Uh, Ovision, the predator. Yeah, and yeah. with like the rah, 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 like when everyone talks. Yeah. Um, um, things look like turkeys to him. <laughs> Culture vulture, culture vultures. All right. My uh, favorite one of the episode is the the Cosby Hibbert. Show. Oh, okay. The, yeah, where, yeah. Like it looks like Doctor Hibbert's home looks exactly like Bill Cosby. Yeah, and his family. Yeah, it looks exactly like the Cosby. It's the first view of Ella's family, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's exactly like the Cosby yes. family. And this is uh, for those that aren't aware, uh, a clear parody. Of the Cosby Show because they were in direct competition at the time. They were. Uh, so, take that, Cosby. Uh, whose, whose legacy lives on, Cosby or The Simpsons? It's pretty close. 
I think one is a little bit more tarnished than the other at this point. I don't know. Uh, I I do. <laughs> Some would say season 26 feels like being fed quaaludes. Stop. And, okay. Stop. Now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, um, but so, another culture vulture is, as you mentioned briefly, the predator sound yep. and vision for yep. the most part. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, I mentioned earlier the assassins based on the Air Jordans. And uh, anything else? That's all I can. Well, the ending is the classic. Animal oh, right. House. The, yeah, the, what happened the little to the captions underneath. Yeah. It's like. What was it? One was uh, ran away from home. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, what was the one that was really funny? It's like ate rat poison. Is in a coma. Oh, uh, something. <laughs> Currently in a coma. And then and Sam's little, little helper, helper was bit Bart. Homer didn't mind. <laughs> That's actually my favorite joke as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it was the most laugh out loud funny for me. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, oh, uh, E.T. There's the E.T. reference. Yeah, with the, the quilt. It's and complete the, with the soundtrack. Touch and, yeah. yeah. Um, Everything on the quilt that they focus in yeah, on is some sort of a reference. References. As well as the category of dogs. They had Rin Tin Tin all the way down to Cujo. Right. right? And, right. of course, Sam's Little Helper was under the Cujo category. Right. Um, just, yeah, famous dogs. Um, so... My favorite joke. What was your favorite joke? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a very brief visual gag, and it's when Bart throws the frisbee at Santa's <laughs> little helper. <laughs> and he just does not move. It hits him in the eyeballs. In the eyes. And then falls down, and he stays completely still. It's, <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. It hits him in um, the eyes. And in the, uh, I think, the Dog of Death episode, mm. when uh, Mr. Burns makes him one of his hounds. I think that's Dog of Death. Yeah, because it, yeah, it is. It is absolutely. I'm not questioning it anymore. I know it. Okay. Because um, they get the surgery, and then no one wants to hang out with him anymore because he costs him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then so he runs away, and Mr. Burns takes him and turns him into one of the hounds. When he's running after Bart, Bart's like, I love you, boy. And he does a flashback to a bunch of good times they've had together. And one of the shots is the frisbee. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, That's great. I like that a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, overall, eh, eh, episode, not great. Speaking of eh, <laughs> shall we move on? Our next episode. Old money. Old money. And old, God, is this bad. This episode felt like it was 40 minutes long. <laughs> I agree. I was like, really? There's more? Speaking of unfocused. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So uh, this had like this had shades of season one all. It totally over did. It. I agree. Um, should we say couchboard gags before we get too yeah uh, depressed? Yeah. Because um. <laughs> I think the first like I think the chalkboard gag is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I will not grease the monkey bars. Yeah, I was right. Um, <laughs> and then uh, apropos of the episode, they find him, find Grandpa on the couch, and he wakes up and sputters. But uh, we've seen that yeah, already. We've seen that one before. So this episode. Is a grandpa episode. Yeah. I don't really think there's ever been a great grandpa episode. I completely disagree. Flying Hellfish? Yeah. I guess that's... Yeah. I 
I have a hard time calling that a grandpa episode because it's completely out of character, which is why it's great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um it's amazing. It's such a great episode. Yeah, Flying Hellfish. Is, um, also, it's great. there's the um, Abe Simpson versus sexual inadequacy. Oh yeah, I, I like that episode. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Particularly the B plot with the kids trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> Reverse vampires. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, or maybe they got to you too. <laughs> that's two two solid examples to refute my point, and I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, but but you, one... you're you're right that uh, Grandpa is in his is usually in top form. When he's when he's interacting with the family, yeah. When he's interacting with the family as a supporting character, yeah. Like um, death follows you everywhere, <laughs> and he's like death, yeah. death, yeah. Um, or the Who Shot Mister Burns episode, mm-hmm. the second one where he's, or is it the first? It's the first one. Where he's like, you're the bees. No, it's the second one. Sorry, you're the bees knees, baby. I missed you bad. And he's stroking his pistol, his and pistol. and Marge comes in and says, "Were you talking to me, Grandpa?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, yeah. That's a great, like, great grandpa jokes. Like, um, he's he's definitely at his finest when he's supporting. Yeah, and I think just in general when he's with the family, not on his own mm-hmm. in the retirement home, mm-hmm. making love to his pills. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so basically the episode is about grandpa uh, falling in love with another woman at the retirement home. Named um, Beatrice Simmons. Beatrice Simmons, or B for short. And the family uh, takes him to Discount Lion Safari, was it? Who does her voice? Audrey Meadows. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't either. <laughs> she, had a, she had a nice old lady voice. Um, she was nice. Yeah, I, liked, oh, she's I liked her characterization. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he gets taken away on her birthday. Um, because they don't believe that he has a girlfriend, um, which we'll get into. Uh, but and then she dies while he's away, and then she basically has willed him a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yep, one hundred and six thousand yeah. dollars, oh, according to Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. Um, look at my pen; it looks like a cigar. <laughs> Isn't that neat? <laughs> uh, once again. <laughs> Phil Hartman a terrible episode with the saved <laughs> with the sole uh, two scenes that he appears in. Yeah, uh, uh, honestly, can I get once... it? Can I get it over with right now? That was my favorite joke. Sure, in the episode, the cigar. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because it was uh, a great throwback to the to the business card that's also a sponge. Yes, um, <laughs> just really funny. It's, just, it's a nice shtick. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he. Is also the uh, guy at the casino. Can't remember his name. He's the greeter, Plato. Yeah, P- Plato. Yeah, it wasn't Plato. No, it was. Was it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was Socrates. Um. Oh, because mine is so much different. <laughs> God. One was a teacher. One was a student. Well, one Learned eventually. One probably eventually became a I teacher. I couldn't tell you which one was which. Enough. Right now, so so I'm, I shouldn't be talking. Um. <laughs> I'm. I'm saying. I'm deriding myself right now. You weren't even listening. Keep going no <laughs> um but yeah so he spends the rest of the episode trying to figure out what to do with the money um it's not compelling at all 
No, there's, it's... There's a lot of... There, there was a lot of potential for good jokes. The None thing is, the, the episode's dripping with sentimentality, and... Not I can in a tell, good way. I can tell what they're trying to do with it. It just... It doesn't work with Grandpa's character, I don't think. Um, it's hard to see... He's just... He's so terrible. He is. He's, he's the worst father. He's the worst. And uh, I think the only time we see some humanity in Grandpa is... The two episodes you mentioned, I'd say, uh, where it works, I should say. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, he's great as a crankpot and a rambler. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just a. a so yeller. I tied an onion to my yeah. belt, <laughs> which the was style. the style at the time. And yeah, in this episode, they really try and up the. You know, first of all, he falls in love. That's you know a tough thing to do with this character. Um, he mourns his love. <laughs> Which is tough as well. Um, I mean, that pro- of all the things that probably worked the best, that he was just sad that she's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that <laughs> was universal. Yeah. But then his whole bit about, you know, trying to have some fun with the money and then trying to figure out who needs the money the most and then needing more money to help everybody in the world. So he goes to gamble. Like, and then all finally, of that, he... all of that could have been done with good jokes. But I found the yeah. ones that they picked to do weren't good. Yeah, right. They the the it's a, it's a decent setup where it's like a big lineup of people pitching him ideas. Right. Another way that that worked in this show was Springfield or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling, mm-hmm. where Burns is having people pitch him ideas for the new casino. Right. Also, uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns Part One. Skinner, what, what happens there? Skinner oh, gets a bunch he, of money yeah, because of the oil. Because of the oil, and people are pitching him ideas yeah. what to do with the oil. That's really funny. It's yeah. a really, it's a classic set. It's a classic gag setup. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of them work very well in this. Um, one. I think Professor Frank works well. Yeah, which is a first. Yeah, by the way. is he? Fr- this, this is the first appearance of Professor Frank. He's not named. Uh, is he? I don't know if he's named in the show, but I think they. I can't remember if they have the name yet. Like if they named the character. Yeah. Uh, it was originally supposed to be just a mad scientist character, but mm-hmm. then Hank Azaria gave him a Jerry Lewis-esque <laughs> uh, nutty professor voice. Yeah. So they made him more like Jerry Lewis. Um, but he has a death ray. And I thought that joke was really funny. Where yeah. he's like, uh, you know, I'm trying to help people. How will this help? He's like, well, this device is really only used for evil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then he mentions like his wife will be happy because she he was against the death ray from the start, um, which is funny. But also, I believe this is the only time it's mentioned he's married. Well, he's got that other. There's that. There's that basically like female version of him. Yeah, they're right? not married, and they they make out a couple times. The, well, he he drinks grandpa's t- uh, tox uh, toxin. Um, Might be. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> he drinks the tonic and then they go and bang. No doubt, because of the toxins at the bottom of Grandpa's bathtub. <laughs> Nonetheless, good, good, good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, he drinks that thing and then like turns into a Lothario and then is like, "Why don't we am scray on out of here?" And she's like, "Anything you say, Professor." Um, but yeah, so that's that's why I say like this is the only time he's mentioned he's married because yeah. it implies. Or perhaps flat out says I can't recall that he's uh, single. And I'm sorry. Can we um, can we can we get back to the the um, 
part when Homer comes in. No, we may not. And doesn't believe that <laughs> Grandpa has a girlfriend. I mean, yeah, now we have to because you told me to. Well, you said we would, so I figured <laughs> we should actually do that. Because there's, right. like, because he, he, the whole point of them coming back and the whole point of him coming in here and being so enthusiastic is because they want Grandpa to feel better. Yes. Right? About, and they want it, they want it try and treasure him even more yeah but as is homer's way he just ends up making everything worse uh-huh. um and he does which uh, he does what is probably the meanest thing ever <laughs> yeah he's he's a bit of an asshole here yeah he um, openly mocks his grandfather claiming his sorry his father claiming that he doesn't have a girlfriend claiming that she's imaginary uh-huh. and then pointing out that he has no friends yes yep and then drags him against his will to a lion safari discount lion safari and, and then, then puts goes his life in all danger. um the call of the simpsons yeah. on everyone yep. and that's another reason i don't like this episode I because just, it I reminded me of call of the simpsons it did for me as well it also reminded me of jurassic world <laughs> did it yeah. Why? Do not enter. Hey, let's go in here. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> ferocious beasts. Oh yeah. Um. Also, um, great movie. Yes, fantastic movie. <laughs> I don't want anyone out there to think we're criticizing. No, it, it is beyond it's that. A, it's a great movie. But let's move on. Um. <laughs> uh, what a what a terrible security system they have in place at. The- Right, it's just safari. it's a it's a keep That's why out. It's a discount. It's a it's a keep out sign. Yep. Do not enter. Yeah, it's a do not enter. I thought this episode was rather lazily a, animated a, as well. Put a fence up, fellas. Anyway, yeah. Um, I I didn't like that little uh, segue, which obviously had the sole purpose of B dying off off screen. Off screen, yeah. And Homer misses his uh, or sorry, her <laughs> grandpa. Misses her birthday. Yeah. Oh my. We're is that here. the ice cream? That man? is the ice cream man. Oh my god, ice cream! Ice cream! So I'm gonna say thank you so much for listening to Two Bad Neighbors. We will be back hopefully next week with uh, three more episodes from the simpsons season two and that will be brush with greatness lisa's substitute and the war of the simpsons i don't have any money um would you just go and i'm gonna wrap this up and just just go and get me a cyclone okay okay so i want the change So, um, with that, thank you so much for listening. If you have any corrections or omissions, or if you just want to say hi, please drop us a line on our Facebook page or email us at thehammockdistrict on third, that's numerical three, at at gmail.com. Thank you once again. We have been the Two Bad Neighbors, and Alan has just gone to get me some ice cream from the ice cream truck. Thank you.